Welcome to a single serving podcast. This is where we change the discussion around being single into one that doesn't suck. I'm your host, Shaney Silver. I'm a writer and freelancer based in Brooklyn, and I've been single for 11 years. Whenever I see content for single women online, it's about dating, how to date, where to date, how to date better, how to survive dating. And I think we deserve more than that. So on this podcast, it's my goal to expand what we talk about when we talk about being single and acknowledge the realities of it that non-single people don't get to see. I'll be joined every week by guests and we'll talk about the positives, the negatives, and all the parts in between, and hopefully laugh about them too. Thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be a solo episode because I have something that I'd really like to share with you guys. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but I don't podcast for a living. I am a writer and um, my chosen format is typically essay. I've been an essayist for about the last six years publishing for um, various publications, Exo Jane, Huffington Post, uh, most recently Refinery29 and Medium. And um, about two months ago, I wrote an essay that I was really hoping to publish somewhere new, somewhere that I hadn't published before um, and reach an audience that I hadn't reached before. Um, it's one of my favorite things I've ever written, and it was extremely disappointing to me that every editor that I sent it to rejected it. And I sat with that for a while, and it sort of dawned on me that that rejection needed to tell me that I needed to share it with you. I think the podcast audience thus far has been such a supportive one and such an engaged one, and it's really been um, overwhelming to me and, and wonderful to see people interact with this podcast and share it. So I decided that the right place for this essay to find a home was with you guys. So as awkward as it may be, I'm actually going to read this essay to you in this podcast episode, um, and I hope that you enjoy it. It's it's one of the most honest things I've ever written, one of the most direct things I've ever written, and it's without question one of my favorite. Um, So I hope that you enjoy it, and um, I'll just hop into it. The title of the essay is, What If We Never Get Married? In the summer of 2005, my friend Michelle said, what if we never get married? It was a joke, of course. Obviously, we'll get married. Everyone does. We were 23 years old. I'm 36 now, and I'm wondering when never starts. I've been single for 11 years. And of all the friends I had in my 20s, I'm the last one left unwed. I've been dating online and in real life for over a decade, and I've never once had a relationship to show for it. The dating experiences I've been through have resulted in significant decisions about my life and how I choose to live it. I've decided that never starts now. Women want to get married. I'll say it out loud. I've been writing publicly on dating and singlehood for six years. I hear from a lot of women. And while they thank me for lighting up truths about the unseen nonsense single and actively dating women deal with, for the most part, they still want to know how to make it go away. The favored solution for being single is, by and large, marriage. If you want to put an end to the terrible encounters, endless letdowns, and feelings of failure, just marry them away. I think there's another method, and we don't need anything outside of ourselves to employ it. Women still want to get married, and while I think that's fine, my concern lies in how badly women want to get married. We want to get married more than we never want to see an unsolicited photo of a man's genitals again. We want to get married more than we never want to be ghosted by someone we've been seeing for a month again. We want to get married more than we never want to spend hours upon hours upon days of our lives swiping and messaging into oblivion. We want to get married more than anything. Otherwise, we wouldn't stand for the nonsense that is dating for one more second. If we want to get married, we have to date. And dating more often than not involves being treated with a disgusting lack of regard. 
I'm not imagining this treatment. I've experienced it for 11 years and know plenty of other women personally and culturally who have gone through similar situations. It's a well-known societal joke now. Dating is a nightmare for women and a toy for men. But really, what are we supposed to do? If we don't date, we'll never meet someone. And if we never meet someone, we'll never get married. And if we never get married, my God, can you imagine? We can imagine it, but we don't want to. We don't want to think about what happens if we stop chasing down this goal, this reward at the end of so much effort. Never getting that reward would make everything we've already lived through a complete wash, and you have to be kidding me. And here's the thing. Men know that. They know that we want to get married, and they know that we'll put up with anything in order to try. So they also know that they can get away with anything, and anything is exactly what they do. I've been asked to send sexual texts to a man so that he could masturbate to them at 7 a.m. before he told me his name. I've been asked if I enjoy receiving oral sex from men with mustaches as an initial greeting. I've been stood up by a man who forgot which woman I was while he was making plans with multiple women online, and we'd already been on two dates. The message is typically, women, here's how to survive what men do to you online, rather than, men, stop doing what you're doing to women online. The assumption is that men won't be better, so women have to simply learn how to deal. Fuck that. I want to get married less than I want to experience any of this. I want to get married less than I'm willing to participate in a culture that's sold as fun, but in reality is an ugly chore. I no longer want to do something I have to take a break from every now and then because it's simply become too disappointing, painful, and harmful to my mental health. I don't want to deal with or survive dating when it was supposed to be the thing that would lead me to love. That story isn't tracking for me. What would happen if we all thought this way? If women collectively stopped viewing dating as something we simply have to suffer in order to find a husband and decide instead that finding a husband isn't a goal we're willing to suffer for? Would men still behave the way they do when they date? Would they even have the option? What if we never get married? I'm really asking. I think maybe the answer is less scary than the outcome we've been societally groomed to fear. As if getting married suddenly makes life complete and happy and gives it permission to begin. I don't think life is that linear. I don't think marriage is that euphoric. I think it evolves, life evolves, everything is cyclical. And I think married people think marriage sucks sometimes too. I think it's 2019, and we can go ahead and call this generation of single women just women. I don't think relationship status is a relevant identifier anymore either on a mortgage application or around a, dinner, around a dinner table. I also don't think marriage is a trophy life anymore. There are more perks and joys to being single now than ever before. So many that, in my opinion, they put single on par with married. One is no longer better than the other. I think we can be single and lonely sometimes, or married and less free than we used to be. And maybe that's an Eeyore-esque way to put it, but society's been forecasting gray skies over my entire adult life because I live it alone. So I think I'm allowed to throw a little thunder marriage's way. I deleted all of my dating apps a few months ago. If you're a single woman, that sounds scary. How will I meet someone if I'm not online? That's the way everyone dates now. That's the way everyone meets now. It's no longer the shameful, weird, desperate approach it was at its outset. And by the way, I remember its outset too. That's how long I've been dating. Maybe culling my dating apps means I won't meet someone, but there are other things that won't happen either. I won't suffer any of the behaviors I was subjected to over 11 years of dating. 
I won't have to mentally and emotionally endure blow after disappointing, disgusting blow, constantly reminding myself that I have to keep going, that I can't give up hope. Because hope is what's supposed to keep us doing this, right? Hope that one day we'll meet one person, and then we won't have to deal with any of the madness anymore. I'm not trying to kill our hope. I'm trying to murder the madness. It's hard to walk away from dating. Being with a man feels good. Attention feels good. Sex feels good. And yes, in deleting all of my dating apps, I spend less time around men. But I also spend less time thinking about men. I've filled that space with time. I filled that space and time with other things. Creativity, work, wellness. I've let my goals for the future literally expand into all the space I used to fill with swiping. It's shown me how much I'm capable of, how many gloriously free hours of the day there are to be happy and productive, and to stop settling for the scraps of life that used to be fed to me through dating. Now that I've experienced this change, any man I welcome into my life will truly have earned the space he occupies. One word text responses six hours later no longer stand a chance. What if we never get married? What's really so bad about never getting married? About not pursuing it at the very least? Spend more time with married people. Learn the truth about how life isn't instantly okay the morning after a wedding. Learn that single or married, your own happiness is still your responsibility. If you want to fear something, fear missing opportunities to make yourself happy. There are no monsters hiding under your single bed, but a few might be living inside your phone. Fear keeps us dating, keeps us putting up with bad behaviors from men who never seem to face consequences. Ghost, delete, disappear. These behaviors won't haunt me anymore, and I don't want them to haunt other single women either. I want our unwillingness to participate in modern dating to become a consequence for the bad behaviors of men. And unfortunately, you know exactly which men I'm talking about. If we weren't afraid of never getting married, maybe they would be afraid to be terrible. Maybe I'll never get married, but I'll definitely never get another disgusting text from a stranger either. And I take so much more comfort and happiness in what I know will no longer happen to me than I ever did in the activities I used to engage in pursuing the thing that would maybe happen to me someday. Until finding a husband becomes less important than the way we're treated in dating, we will continue to put ourselves in emotional harm's way. Being married is probably amazing. I don't discount that. But being single is amazing too. And I want myself and women like me to shed our societal programming that it's not. From my perspective, we can't rely on men to change dating, either by telling them to behave better or by marrying one. On one hand, I don't think they'll listen, and on the other, I'm uncomfortable giving them that kind of power. I believe the way dating changes, the way it gets better, begins, as so many miracles do, within us. If we decide that getting married doesn't matter, we can stop exposing ourselves to terrible dating behavior. If we stop exposing ourselves to terrible dating behavior, we can change how happy we are with being single. And if we change how happy we are with being single, maybe that changes everything. So that's my essay. Um, After I wrote it, I started thinking about what had motivated me to write that in the first place. And I think the reason that I wrote it is very similar to the reason why I started this podcast and to the reason why I write any of this in the first place. Um, I think a lot of the things I say and the things that I write about dating are pretty different than what has traditionally been sort of out there about being single. Um, And it's scary to me to say things that are different 
and it makes me feel weird and separate from people in certain ways. And then in other ways, when I hear from women who feel less alone because of what I've said, I feel less alone too. Um, but I did want to identify just for myself and for you guys why I wrote what I wrote. Because to be very, very clear, I think if we want to get married, we're going to get married. Like point blank, that's it. If you want to get married, you're going to. Um, I think that whatever we want to come into our lives is is going to come into our lives. Um, so don't be, don't be too afraid there and don't take that too severely, literally. Um, but the reason why I, I wrote this and, and the motivation behind so much of what I do, there are really two reasons for it. Um, the first reason that I noticed the longer I was single and the more I interacted with people who were both single and in couples, the more I came to realize the um, sort of the inherent unfairness of the position of single women, particularly the position of single women who are over 30. And that position is an unfair one because we essentially live in between a rock and a hard place. Um, the rock and the hard place that we live in is on one hand, we are dealing with dating either online or in real life with um, a lot of what I talked about in the essay, just this mistreatment, this gross, mannerless mistreatment that happens when you interact with men who are in the dating world, because we've sort of built this world where anything goes. You can, I mean, when you really think about ghosting, it's terrible behavior, it's mannerless behavior, and it really grosses me out. But it happens all the time, and it's commonplace, and now it's a joke, and it's not a big deal, and whatever. So on one hand, we're trying and trying and trying and trying to meet someone within a world that doesn't treat us very well. And that seems unfair. (laughs) And then on the other hand, we're dealing with the societal reaction to a single woman over 30, which is a negative one. What's wrong with her? Why is she still single? Why isn't she with anyone? Well, maybe she's not with anyone because the place that she's trying to find someone is full of terrible someones. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, But it seemed like a really unfair place to live and I didn't like it. And it was making me uncomfortable and deeply sad. Um, And eventually I just came to see it as bullshit. And if I see it as bullshit, maybe someone else does too. And maybe I can make someone else feel like they're not alone because we both think it's bullshit. Um, I don't know, but I'm trying. Uh, So that's one reason why I do what I do and I say what I say. And then the other reason is way more personal, but I hope it's identifiable as well, or not identifiable, relatable. That's the word. Okay. Um, The other reason why I do this is that I do fully think, even know, that I am going to be in a relationship someday. I'm probably going to be in several relationships throughout the course of my life. And when that happens, I want to have already experienced all of the happiness that's available within being single. I want to be as fully happy on my own as I possibly can be so that I will never settle for less than that when I'm in a relationship. I think that when I am in relationships, they should be additive to my life. They should bring me joy and happiness and nothing's perfect. Like everything's work. All relationships are work. There are ups and downs and whatever, but I think I will be much more equipped to handle them and to recognize what is a reasonable amount of struggle and what is something I'm not willing to struggle for if I've already been as happy as I can be on my own. Um, And so all of this work has really been about identifying that for myself. Like how happy can I be as a single woman? pretty damn happy as it turns out, but I wouldn't have known that if I never investigated it, if I never imagined that there was a world of being single outside of the sad one, outside of the one that makes us feel like we're failing or that there's something wrong with us or that we're not good at dating or that we're not able to partner up with someone. 
once you experience being single outside of that horseshit, it's actually pretty great. And there is this unlimited potential to be happy on your own that I don't want anyone to miss out on because I've found it and I really want other women to find it too because it's amazing. Um, And in addition to it just existing, there are a lot of us in this space and I think we can connect with each other and, you know, increase the positive relationships around us in a way that is in addition to romantic relationships, not to replace them, but just in addition. Um, There's just this endless capacity for people to connect and become friends and support each other. Um, And if I can help bring people together in that way, I can't think of a better way to spend my time. So um, those are really the main reasons why I write what I write and I say what I say and, you know, create this podcast and and what have you. Um, I think that one of the reasons why that essay probably got rejected everywhere is that it's a bit like it's a bit of a shock to the system. It's a bit of a shaking of the snow globe. Um, And I was scared of that. I was scared that editors wouldn't like it because it was so different. And then um, once I faced that fear and realized that editors didn't like it because it was so different, I was a lot less scared to, um, to take ownership of it and to release it in the way that it felt right for me to release it. And this is the way that felt right. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm really glad that I have this platform to be able to share it with you. If you know a single woman that is really struggling with being single, which is completely okay and happens all the time and happened to me for years and years and years, um, if you think it might make her feel better to listen to it, I would appreciate you sharing it with her Um, because I can only speak so loudly and I kind of, um, I need the help of my friends to help reach single women who aren't feeling so good and, um, and haven't found the support that they need yet. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening to me and for supporting this podcast, supporting my work. Um, you are incredibly encouraging to me and I I thank you for giving me space to, um, to talk about this stuff. So thank you very much. Um, As always, if you can leave a rating and a review for this podcast, that is a massive, massive help to me um, as the creator of one. I'd love to be able to keep doing this and that kind of stuff really helps. Um, If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, that community I was talking about is starting in there. So there is a Facebook group called A Single Serving Podcast and you should absolutely join. Um, You're also welcome to email me at any time. My email is a single serving podcast at gmail.com. It's really me. I'm the only one answering it. So feel free to get in touch whenever you want. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and um, there will be links to the written version of this essay in the show notes below the podcast if you want to check it out or share it with people that way. Um, And again, thank you guys so much. I'm so grateful to be able to to speak with you and to connect with you. um, And I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I will see you next Monday.